James chapter 2. I'm going to read this out of the New American Standard Bible because I like the way it phrases this first verse better than my old King James. It says, My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. Don't have favorites. If you are a Christian, all men are created equal. And verse 2 says, If a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring, dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who's wearing the fine clothes, and say, sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by, your, by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. It's amazing. Sometimes when you have a lot of wealth, a lot of money, you don't have many needs. And therefore, it's not as easy to trust God as it is when you're poor. I've been in a situation where I was really poor. My husband and I lost our savings and our retirement in 2008. And of course I panicked. And my husband said, just calm down. We're gonna do what we've always done. And I said, and what is that? And he said, trust God. What a wise man my husband was. And so I know what it is to have a lot and I know what it is to have nothing. And it's very degrading to treat people who have nothing poorly. He said, you have dishonored the poor man. Is it not the rich who oppress and personally drag you into court? So sometimes the rich get greedy and they always want more. Do they not blaspheme the the of fair name by which you have been called. If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then you're doing well. That's quite a verse. And that's quite a command to love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. How much do you love yourself? Well, I'm afraid we all love ourselves so much, and therefore we love others the same. And then the word but comes in, which is the conjunction of contrast. If you show partiality, you're committing sin, and you're, convict, and you're convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. 
You know, we think if we don't murder or commit adultery or steal, we're doing okay. But if we harbor hate in our hearts, and if we tolerate jealousy, and if we're proud, then we've broken all the law. And then verse 11, he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. If you do not commit adultery and you do commit murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. No matter what part of the law you break, you've broken it all. So speak and act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. But judgment will not be merciless to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And then he compares faith and works. And this is one reason I like to study the book of James. What use is it, my brethren, if a man says he have faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? Works never save anybody, but works prove your faith. So don't misunderstand what James is saying. If you say you have faith, then you should live by faith. If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says, go in peace, be warm and be filled, and you do not give him what a ne what's necessary for their body, what use is that? What good does it do you if you have a friend that's hungry and without clothes and, and you just say, go trust the Lord? <laughs> Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. I think you can tell people's faith by the fruit of their life. And the fruit is, how much do you trust God? Do you trust Him with the details of your life, and do you trust him when everything goes wrong? And do you trust him when your heart is breaking? And do you trust him when you lose someone you love dearly? You see, in those hard times, you prove your faith. It says, but someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father, justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar. You all know that story. Abraham was a man God said he was going to bless him and he would have as many heirs as the sands on the sea. And yet, God said to Abraham, I want you to go and offer your only son on an altar as a sacrifice to me. And if you want to know what kind of faith Abraham had, 
Abraham knew that that son had to be the, the one to bear the heirs. But you know what he did? He took his son to the mountain. He had the wood. And he was going to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And two men went with him. And my favorite part of the story is he told those men, he said, you stay here. We are going up to worship, and we'll be back. And there are two important things to me about what he said. He said, we're going to worship. And that's the first mention of the word worship in all the Bible. And when I studied the Bible, I used the rule of first mention to define the word. And he said, we're going to go worship. He was going to offer his son a sacrifice. And I really am convinced that when you worship the Lord, you sacrifice. That's what it means. It doesn't mean to sing praise hymns and lift your hand and all that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem with you doing that. But worship is when you give up what you don't want to give up. And sometimes our sin, we treasure. And we don't want to confess it. Perhaps because the other person is wrong. And then we get mad or we get bitter or resentful. And we don't want to confess our sins. Because if you confess your sin, God will forgive you and cleanse you and take it all away. And you're giving it up. And so remember the word worship means sacrifice. And that's what Abraham did. But he said something else that's key. He said, we'll be back. You see, Abraham had to know in his heart that if he killed his son, God would bring him back to life. Because he had no guarantee he'd have any more children. And he knew that this son was the one to produce heirs. And that's what faith with works is all about. If God tells us something to do, we just trust him and go do it. You see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected. Abraham perfected his faith by taking his son up to slay him on the altar. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. What did Abraham believe God for? For the promise he made in Genesis when God said to Abraham, I will bless you, he changed his name from Abram, and he said, I will bless you, and I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you. And I want to remind you that that promise still holds true. And the Jewish nation came from Isaac's son, Jacob. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons. And the Jewish nation is descendant 
of those 12 sons. And that promise still goes. If you curse the nation of Israel, you won't get by with it. But if you bless them, God will bless you. It said he was called a friend of God. You see, a man is justified by works, not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not Rahab the harlot justified? Who was Rahab the harlot? She lived in Jericho. When the spies went in, they went straight to her house. I've always thought that was pretty funny that they knew where the prostitute lived. And they went straight to her house. And she took them in. And she dropped a scarlet cord out of her window to let them escape from the people in Jericho that were coming to kill them. A prostitute. She was justified by works. She trusted God. And Rahab is in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew. She received the messengers and sent them out by another way. She hid them, sent them out the back of her house. But just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So examine your faith by the works that you perform. And don't be fooled. If there are no works, there's no faith. If there's no faith, the works don't count. So what you do by faith, God rewards you for. So thank you for listening. Share with your friends and God bless you richly.